You're listening to the Major Pod Network, the only place where your favorite toy store, card shop, arcade, theme park, and arena are all on the same block. Scratch that major itch. The following announcement has been paid for by the Major World Order. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Major World Order Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Billy Peck, and with me is... Gustav, a.k.a. 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 Wanna get hus? Let's get hus. And with us is... The Big Jake Posty, the Sean Kemp of Sneaker Collecting, the Major Mad Header. Jake, don't call me Frank Wyatt. Welcome to the latest edition what is this? 130? 131? 131. Nice. Episode 131 of the Major World Order podcast, where it's just too sweet. That's right. Welcome to the show. Whether it's your first time, last, last time, time, only, only time. time, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you being here and checking out the show. Uh, if you're not already, please check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Major World Order, YouTube.com slash Major World Order, where Jake just put a brand new video up where he is, uh, you know, showing a little imprint. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Appreciation yes. to the Major Verse Pocket Pals. Uh, Jake, yeah. if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so literally just the other day, um, I obviously placed the order for uh, pocket pals and um, I wasn't sure if I was going to be a completist on them or not I you know obviously I knew we were going to be in series two but uh, I was thinking about it and I was like you know I kind of I think it'd be cool to have them all like either stacked up together or hanging up on the wall you know it, it's it's gonna be pretty sweet so uh, I kind of I'm kind of in a sense regretting that I didn't and I, I meant to bring this up on the video but I forgot to talk about it uh, Shawnee had that like one of ten the bag one Mm-hmm. So I kind of wish I would have got that, but technically he's going to be in series three anyway. So, and it's not like, you know, I'm aesthetically, I like everything to be together. So it's fine. But anyway, um, it was, it's uh it's such a great uh, product. Again, it's, it's one of those things that you can, uh, it, it's a good way for major marks to have their own action figure. You know, there, there's going to be so many, uh, I mean, the, the opportunities are endless for everybody. So um, it, it's really cool. And, um, they're just, I mean, look at those, they, they're fun, they're unique and, and they're simple. You know, I, I just, I love them. And, uh, the, the really cool thing that I, that I love the most about it, especially for series one is that all of the proceeds are going to Joe Rhino's family, um, which is really, really cool. And, uh, if you didn't get a chance to see it, I know Joe has uh, a video posted from, uh, uh, me Joe Ryan, Dumas. Joe Dumas, uh, yeah, from, uh, from, uh, Joe Ryan's wife. Uh, Mia, Ryan, and um, and his son, they uh, got to unbox it, you know, which was, it was really cool and definitely uh, a little emotional for sure. So it was really, really neat and um, just a, just a cool thing that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see that uh, Joe Dumas and uh, Nicholas Christian 
uh, you know, made and developed these action figures, and um, they're they're given back, you know, too. So it's it's really really cool and really unique. And uh, you know, don't sleep on these because uh, you know they're they're just going to keep coming, and then you know you're, you're going to be all gone, and you know you should have got some coming and, tornadoes. And, yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, JPE for Series Seven, so oh, <laughs> maybe yeah. I don't know. Not yeah, I, I do believe you know that there's there's plans for you know they they want to keep doing kind of like these fun different sets you know these are yeah. you know that this first series was kind of like some of the original you know major marks with Joe yeah. and Justin Walsh who's the major mark and sure. David C Anderson who was the first commissioner and you know so that's a lot of like uh, you know prominent roles within the first series right, and then right. of course with us with series two and. You know, series three is is kind of the the outlaws of the major wrestling figure yeah. podcast community with Sunil, Super Gabby, and Shawnee. And right. um, I don't know why Shawnee's an outlaw, but <laughs> um, I, I'm just well, Steph said he's an in law. So. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, um, and and you know, I know that there was talk of like. Uh, you know, some major babes or like some me WF yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's just, uh, it's, it, it's cool what they're doing. Definitely. And, um, I, I can't wait to see, you know, where the line grows. Yeah. And, um, yeah. so, Actually, you know, uh, check us out on, on YouTube and, oh, go ahead. No, Jake. I was just, I was just going to say real quick, speaking of the me WF real quick, um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I meant to say this in my, in my intro for myself and I forgot until just now. The reigning, defending, undisputed, hard foundation, hardcore champion. Yep. Right here. And I've already had a couple uh, inbox messages from a few people in the MWF uh, wanting to challenge me. So, uh, you know, the, the, the only thing I'm going to say is, you know, I, I, I'm listening to all challenges. Uh, there's nothing set in stone. But if you want, uh, want to officially challenge me, uh, I would recommend posting a video in the MWF and and challenge me in public you know don't don't do it in my inbox because yeah. uh you know it's yeah. weird you know and and here's the cool thing you know from from everything we can tell you know look uh very appreciative of, oh, yeah. of mm-hmm. the opportunities that have been given to us we worked sure. hard you know uh you know and, and again for those who aren't aware uh the MWF, the major e-wrestling federation it's, it's real it's a it's a video game uh, community of major marks who have characters made and um you know we just so happen real. to have uh you know some of the better uh characters made as of right now and yeah and, and billy uh, and, and andrew are champions well, as well yeah i'm the champion of halloween and we are the, yeah. the tag team champion i mean so and i'm the major pvr champions yeah that's that's true I mean, so um, there's only two more. We've belts. been basically we've been given uh, free reign for major mania to yeah. pick our opponents and hmm. you know decide what direction hmm. we go. I think I should go to the U.S. title match because w- I'd like to have that belt as well. And then oh I, my. Think, I think Andrew should just hop into that little uh, triangle match with Rob Buck and Shawnee. And didn't, didn't somebody else? Uh, uh, like TT. Joshua Staple, yeah, Josh yeah, Reckless, yeah, one, yeah. yeah so uh, make it a fatal four-way. Get Andrew in there, and then we don't do that. Why not? MW can have all the gold, all of it. It's true. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's so true. here, here's the thing. Um, you know, we, uh, <laughs> Husfar, I don't want to speak for you, 
but because you and I are tag team champions. Okay, okay. We're fighting champions. Yes. You know, we'll have to get it approved by management. I feel like there's someone in the midst who has, you know, unfinished business with us. Mm. Hmm. I think feel of my list. Like, I feel like one, uh, Los Phenomenos, they were gracious enough to give us that, uh, you know, rematch. We kind of need that rubber match, you know. Okay, okay. They won, we won, maybe one more to, to settle the score. I don't know if this is actually uh, able to happen within a video game or not, um, but <laughs> if it is, maybe, just maybe, it would be like a triple threat tag match where we put the titles on. Make it big. I think they, I, I'm not mistaken, I think there's like a tornado tag, like six-man tag, I think. If that's possible. But I don't yeah. know, if, but is that two teams of three, or is it that, I don't three, know. two teams? Like I said, we'll have to talk to management. Yeah, we got to get old, old JT, Jack Tunney on the phone. Yeah, but, you know, if they don't have plans, mm-hmm. I think there's one more go with the heel faction. Hmm. Hmm. Please welcome our guest, me WF's Tony Shade. You would know him in the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast group as Tony Shadman. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I've got to admit, I was on a bit of a roller coaster ride of emotions backstage right then, as yeah. you were uh, calling your shot, so to say. At yeah. first, I thought, I thought as you were talking about unfinished business, as you were talking about someone getting another chance in there, I thought you were talking about me. And then, mm, you, you swerved me for a second. But then, here we are. Here we are again. And, and, and then I come back. Yeah. See, that's storytelling. It, it is. And, and talking <laughs> about storytelling, I want to come back to a conversation that we had a couple months ago. You know, I I was analyzing your ways and I was discussing whether or not the MWO are truly heels. I mean, and, you know, I've, I've had some more time to study. I've got to admit, when I first joined the organization, I jumped in. It was it was a little like Bullet Club Gold. You say you're a faction, but when you're just two people it's kind of hard to go to the tactics that you want to do and it's kind of hard to accomplish everything you want to accomplish so we had to take a step back and kind of pay a little more attention to the landscape and i noticed you know yes your tendencies are very baby face yes your merchandising very baby face yes your fan base and your podcast and all your happy listeners at home very baby face but I was there for Cody Rhodes' last AEW promo he ever made, where he came out and he talked about how he was the best in the world, and he talked about all these plans and everything. And I sat there as the DC audience booed the life out of the man. And it was the last time he ever spoke in AEW. And sometimes, beautiful, beautiful accessory you have there. And sometimes... As with Cody Rhodes, as with Cena, as with many people over the course of time, their intention may be babyface, the action may be babyface, their goal may be babyface, but god damn, everyone wants to pick a fight with you. And so as I was backstage, I had to sit here on pins and needles and go, will they mention us? 
will they mention us? Will we get our turn? Because it's a little lonely in such a big organization when you're not in the faction with all the gold. But our eyes are on that gold. Hmm. Well, you can keep looking at it, pal, because that's all you're going to be able to do. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be getting a much closer look soon. And then a very close look, and then I'll get to have a regular close look at it as I just, you know, leave it next to my collection of toys. Nice. Oh, nice. Yes, yes. Well, it's not a toy. It's real. Okay? I've seen it. <laughs> um, I mean, you say that, but here are you boys playing with it. So once okay. once it's with some more legitimate champions you and then get some honor and respect I, and its I, lineage you and know what threats I you know what threat. next time i see you i'm going to give you the big leg boski just to make sure that you know who you're messing with okay <laughs> drop it i i'm not one to come into someone's house and become rude so uh, <laughs> i'll 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 leave it where it is in terms of that for right now <laughs> um <laughs> and and you know I I don't know what your plans are. Um, so you know uh, obviously yeah. you know that's just kind of throwing out a fun initial challenge. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, you know I know that you did a promo recently that yes. was you know a little cryptic of like where mm-hmm. things are headed. So you might already have plans. Yeah. You know I mean, don't know. I, I would I would love to know. You you don't have to spoil the plans, but do you have plans for Major Mania? I will. Like I was saying before, when planning a heel faction, it's important to strengthen the faction. So while I don't have a date to the dance quite yet, um, I do have a few partners in mind that uh, will have my back and I'll have theirs. Mm -hmm. And uh, been talking to someone that you might not see coming. Okay. Um, Yeah. And since we're on MeWF talk, you know, it, it, this is kind of jumping a little out of order, but you know, I just wanted to say um, when you, you know, and for anyone that's like, what are they talking about? <laughs> like, I, I know it's like super niche, but like um, a club you know, for, within a club. Yeah. You know, <laughs> any major marks that, you know, aren't following this, you know, um, Joey Hudson and, and Jonathan Presley edge have, you know, the me W the major E wrestling Federation Facebook group and, you know, it, it gives us the opportunity to do real, you know, promos to then be inserted into the, the simulated game that they write the storyline for. Um, and you came out on fire, you know, um, you know, maybe, you know, and this is no pun intended either, not throwing any shade, <laughs> you know, but for, you know, uh, someone that, maybe not as many people may know um you come out with this promo you know as and i'm assuming that you have a profession of a a school teacher or something um and you come out with this promo like you know you're the heel faction talking about all these heels because here here's a little thing that i'm gonna say about uh the me wf in general uh everybody thinks that they're heels. Are we going to have a whole damn organization of just heels? Come on, so, people. <laughs> I, I actually it's had a feeling that we be. might have a conversation about w- w- all these heel group. Cause also like over the test of time, we've seen so many groups that like say they're heels 
but like mm-hmm. we all know we're cheering for them. We all know they're cool, right. and we, sure, we want sure. them to succeed. Mm-hmm. So, so like I was thinking about like who are the true like heel factions that we've seen, the ones that like their intention isn't to have you come out and cheer them. And like I remember when I was a kid, I grew up, and the one to hate was right to censor. Hmm. Sure. And they didn't give you anything to sing along to. They didn't give you fun things to say along with them. All they did was come out and criticize the things that you like and make you be like, that's my teacher. That's my parent. That's my uh, person down the street that doesn't understand it. That's like, oh, you're just watching stupid, inappropriate wrestling, blah, 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 blah. Like it was one of the things that like truly just wasn't made for you to enjoy right right yeah it's you know in factions or not you know i that's a a whole thing that like you know chris jericho you know especially in wwe when he was like a heel he purposely was like don't make merchandise for me yeah. You know, I'm I'm a heel. I don't want people. He's like, and I lost money because of that. But right. if my job is to be a heel, I want you to hate me. Right. I don't want it, you buying merch yeah, and you, you don't cheering want for me. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's the the conscious like taking away of the thing that they like. Right. Like, like even how like Jericho will come out with his song, mm-hmm. and then yeah. Daddy Magic will be like, "No, cut that off. They don't deserve it." Because right. then you get to have the thing that you want for a second, but then it's taken away. It's ripped yeah. out. And yeah. then yeah. you have someone to boo for your frustration also. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's look, I get it. Being the heel is fun. Mm-hmm. It's more exciting. But sometimes pick you have to play a the part. side. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's like um, I went to a Russell Pro show, you know, like a year or two ago. And, um, you know, we were all there to support Brian. He, I think he was the main event. I, I think he was against Danny Moff or, or someone like that. And um, we're all cheering. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, Brian. When well, we should be booing him, you know, because he's yeah. the heel in the in the situation. But but he yeah. screamed at us and he's like, he's like, I don't need you. You know, like, I don't need your help. I don't need you. Like, you know, so he's acknowledging you. But at the same time, he's like, F- you know, fuck your cheers. Like, hate right. me right now. Like, like if we go see Matt at a GCW show, like you guys were on blast as the weirdos at the show for being there cheering for Cardona, <laughs> while everyone else like, oh, I want this man. Little children are like waving pizza cutters at gas. I'm honestly, I'm afraid to go to that scene. It, honestly. When so the first one I ever went to was that homecoming where he won, and we we thought the same thing. We were scared. We heard all you know the the rumors, you know, with all the, the how the crowd is, pizza cutters, ski masks, all that. Right. Honestly, it was everyone was like fun with it. Like you wore a Cardona shirt or whatever. Like we were all decked out in Cardona stuff to uh. to support him. And, you know, someone would be like, oh, you know, nice shirt, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, they're wearing like a, a Jimmy Lloyd shirt. And you're like, yeah, nice shirt, bro. You know, like, so it's kind of like civil, you know. And yeah. there's a couple of times where, like, 
I think someone's hat got flicked off or something yeah. like that, and 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 everything. But I haven't had a. a I mean, and there were it, like it since, there were some right? assholes for that first one. That first one. But I also think that it's changed some now. Also, because so he, like, he proved himself so much in those first few. Right. Sure. So I yeah. think if you were to go now, it's totally oh, yeah. different. Oh, absolutely. Not, yeah. But absolutely. Yeah. But uh, no, again, you you came out with a, a great promo, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know called several people out, but you know in particular us, and it's like, oh, oh, okay, this is a little spicy. <laughs> uh, but you you caught like a lot of people's attention, and and people were like, holy shit, you know, because look, Rob Buck, you know, is is the man when it comes to doing these promos in the WWF. <laughs> Um, uh, I will say that guy sure spends a lot of time in like a back Home, de- Home Depot. He's, a, he's <laughs> like, always at Home Depot. Well, cutting his promos. Right, this and that's guy, what I'm this saying. This guy you know? is a standing guard for Mick Foley outside the boiler room. <laughs> yes. I'm waiting you know, for like somebody to come up and like, hey, uh, where, where's the nuts and bolts at? He's like, aisle seven. Oh, they're right over no. here. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, man. <laughs> um, right back to my promo. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm champion. Oh. oh God! But you know, um, a lot of people I'm not afraid of you. To, a lot of people are used to seeing him cut promos and and all of that. And and for you to come out, you know, they were. Uh, I think a lot of people. My two. What'd you do? So my three-year-old just snuck that, out of maybe. bed. Yeah, they they don't like Rob Buck either. <laughs> I smiled and waved at her. <laughs> What's wrong, babe? Billy, uh, why did you do that? If you need, you can go take care of that real quick. Sorry. No, uh, you're fine. I, I impersonated Rob Buck for one second. And <laughs> oh, you made her cry. <laughs> <laughs> Clip Rob, it. That's the that's, a, Clip that's that. the new that's that's the new shirt. Clip it for the um, promo. Rob Buck makes babies. Making children's cry. Oh, no. <laughs> of course, Rob. It's that we Rob love you, Rob. Messing around with you, shaking man. babies and kissing hands. Oh my God, Rob Buck, <laughs> your world champion. <laughs> um. Well, hey, I know we've had in the past that kind of thing happen a little bit, but. Yeah, uh, that's a real unhappy baby. The best was um, when Phil was on and Jake's cat was oh in heat, cat. and it was going row 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 row, oh, yeah. and he's like, "Wait, that was a cat?" And he's like, "No way, that was a cat." And oh, yeah. you were like, "Yeah, it's my cat." Oh yeah, and then yeah. Uh, then somebody had uh, in the somebody posted like the next day in the group. He's like, "How does Jake White get any sleep with uh, <laughs> filming of Fast and Furious in his backyard?" And, yeah, that's and then cat, yeah, cat being heat. Yeah, it's funny. All right, baby, doing okay? Yeah, (laughs) that's what happens when you let them out of the crib for the first week ever. They suddenly are able to take down gates and scale walls. Yeah, yeah, and two, and I have a five-year-old, so. Same, she's about to turn three, and I have a five-year-old. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of like Uncle Joey. He just cries every time we take him out of the pen, so we just leave him in there all the time. Oh, God. Remember? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Better get used to these bars, Bars. kid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, you uh, you surprised a lot of people. They're like, "Oh, that was good," and like felt personal. Oh yeah, it it was it was good. (laughs) I had to run an extra mile that day. I was so mad. (laughs) Always respect your hustle, Jake. Thanks, baby. Always. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's it's the old 
idea. If when you enter a room, if you want to get attention, you pick the biggest fight. I that's something that I kind of learned at a young age, even in like nonviolent ways. Mm. I moved to a school when I was uh, like in middle school. I moved to a new area where I didn't know anyone, and the second week of school, I said, "Let's run for vice president." Not because mm. I thought I had any chance of winning, but because then I said. My picture is going to be all over. I'm going to just spend the time talking about things I like. And by the end of it, everyone will know who I am. And I'll have found people that like the same things. And so, like, sometimes you just got to go in and make a big splash in order to get attention and find the people that you want to be finding. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. But no, I just wanted to give you your props on all that. And uh, you, you did a you know very good job and... and um, you know, even with this new one, you continue to do a good job. And I'm interested to see you know, where things yeah. go. You you seem like mm-hmm. a, a, a very, you know, uh, creative person. And uh, that's what we're here to, to find out about. Can I flip something for you for a second? Sure. You asked what I'm planning on, what I'm going for. Mm. And you've made some plans for or some potential plans for this upcoming event. But you've got gold now. Yeah. What do you see from your range? What do you hope to accomplish? It's just conquer. Yeah. Continue to, you know, put the, the titles on the line, be at every, every event and, uh, put in know, the work, put in the work and just keep, keep trying to be victorious. That's the plan. Yeah. I, I have to agree with that. And I think, uh, personally for my goal for all three of us, I want all of us to hold the goal, all of the gold. I want to take over the MWF. I want everybody to be jealous and envious of us, you know, and I will continue to do whatever I need to do until that day comes. Now that is a baby face motivation. If I've ever heard it, I want everyone to be jealous of me. (laughs) (laughs) And and on that day, the villain was born. (laughs) (laughs) You never know what's going to happen, you know, so we'll see. No, I've, I, um, no, uh, you know what? It's early in your reigns. You guys, the bonds are tight. I'm, I'm not going to ask the question I was going to ask quite yet. Don't hold back. I'll, I'll give it. Come on, man. It's your show. Let it out. All right. So you've got doubles gold. Are you ever going to get unsatisfied with that? Maybe I some of other people's gold and you say you want to have all the gold so once you have all the gold you're just gonna sit there unchallenged by anyone oh i, I mean what no. are you saying that we got to start wrestling each other having matches against each well, other i'm gonna, I'm gonna no, be honest I'm, I'm just saying i'm just saying do, is your aspiration to always be like right now jake's got the bigger titles i'm sorry the singles title um and so if things are shifting about people are going for the top title we're wasn't Jake the one just maybe making some threats towards Rob Buck? Oh, those are, are you guys always going to be cool with that? You know, being like second, third to Jake. Sorry, second. I can't. Second, third is not fair yet because right now you're still a tag team, so it's like boom, equal. But like, what if you're going for all the gold, all all the gold? Then who's going for like you know like the hard? Well, if- he's still got the hardcore, but like, so you, you guys just. You don't want to maybe see how high you could go? Listen, as long as they're 
on each one of my sides. You know, Billy on my left and Andrew on my right. So you're right that they are behind you to the side. Yeah, just just yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, just just a little little back behind to the yeah. Like you're here. Like yes, I'm the and they're like you know back. Right, cool. I get it. Cool. I see. That's what I was saying. So they they get it too. They know their place. Good. Good talk. All right. They know their place. They're behind you, below you, beside you, beneath you, like on their knees, whatever. And you are the leader. Listen, listen, listen. Got it. You're, you, I know you're the teacher, so you, I, I feel like you would know this story. You know the story about Icarus, right? Yeah. You flow too close to the sun. Yeah. I know my limits. So I is that know... Jake in your metaphor? Is no, that no. Jake is the Icarus no, you... flying too close? Because he's going for the gold, and then more gold, and then more gold. Sure. So oh, yeah. I, I'm just here being a, a guest on a podcast. Well, I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm not even going to lie, Tony. Like Honestly, I think it would be great for me to be one half of the tag team champions at some point as well, because I want to hold every piece of gold in the MWF. And so, so are you saying that this is like a free bird kind of thing? Or are you already already saying, I I know what you're doing, Tony. And I, I, I could appreciate it a little bit, but I I also don't appreciate it at the same time, but no, like we're a team. Right, I'm we're just, a team. Hey, like I said, I'm new. I'm just trying to understand I the get dynamics it. I get it. it's here. Okay. Like it's Roman and the Usos. Yeah, Roman and the <laughs> Usos. Wait, wait, that didn't work. I'm sorry. That wasn't a good metaphor. Oh, someone else that works out and had know. happy endings, and they didn't turn on <laughs> but, the leader. But a thousand, <laughs> a thousand days is pretty damn good, and no one else has done that. So I'd say they got pretty far. <laughs> oh, so you're just counting down what your time limit will be until you or him turn on each other because you don't feel adequate? I don't. I wouldn't no, turn on Jake. No, here's the, here's the thing: the major world order. Yes. Whether it's it's as this podcast, whether it's as wrestlers in the major e wrestling federation, or whether it's as friends as part of the major. Pod Network. Brothers in arms. The three of us, through all sorts of ups and downs and all arounds, have stuck together. Podcast never, ever missed a week in 131 episodes. Have been asked by the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast to be part of their team, to be part of their network. In the MeWF, it's no different. One of us going to the top, doesn't matter which one it is, the other two are there to support that, even if it means standing just a a couple feet behind them. Hey, as long as you know your place, that's an important thing. All right. Well, let's let's know your place. <laughs> you know, what? I, I think I'm learning my place, or at least I think I'm learning where my place might be at this next pay-per-view. Mm. I think I'm getting a growing feeling of what well, I might be up to. Well, keep it in your pants, pal. We got to talk about you. So, right. <laughs> Jake, you want to take this one? Sure, absolutely. Let's so, do this. Yeah, Tony, obviously, thank you for joining us. We, we appreciate you taking the time out to hang out with the MWO tonight and let us and our listeners learn a little bit about you. So let's start off with your introduction into wrestling. How did you get into it? What, you know, how did you get started? Let, let's talk about your beginnings into wrestling. So for me, uh, I grew up doing Taekwondo. 
and you know standard enjoying superheroes comic books and this and that and i remember my first time that i really like got captivated by it like other than in passing seeing like an ultimate warrior figure or this or that hulk hogan in a movie but i wasn't like you know at the age where i was allowed to see the other stuff hulk hogan was doing yet right he was just a suburban commando right so which by the way as we all say, that figure needs to freaking have. Yes. Oh, dude. With all these stupid, like, here's John Cena from a movie because he's in pants and a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> give, us, give us the Hogan ones. Come right. on. So um, my first real, like, moment of being captivated was I was at a birthday party and there was a TV. There were, like, a bunch of TVs that had different video game systems hooked up. And they had WCW World Tour on. Mm-hmm. And I played a six. I don't know how I found mm-hmm. six, but I played a six for an hour and a half, two hours of the party. And to this day, Sean Waltman is one of my favorite performers I've ever seen. And even then, like, how could I have known that like this video game character, when I actually would see him fight, he would have this style that was exactly what I like to see and inspired a generation of wrestlers that Mm -hmm. I enjoy seeing. Yes. Uh, So it was that. And then like my first like real visceral memory of watching a match match was watching uh, McMahon versus Austin at the St. Valentine's massacre when Paul White debuted under the ring and, and just like the, 10 minutes of bashing each other before the bell rang and me watching that and being like, this is what that is. <laughs> oh, this is even better than the video games. This is now I, I need to sneak away and like find how I can see this. And Oh, it's on Saturday mornings for some recaps and stuff. That's, that's one way I'll be able to sneak to the side and get more time and this and that. Right. And, and from then on, it just kind of, had my interest and curiosity for a long time. Uh, that's awesome. I love that. So you basically kind of got right into it, like basically right in the attitude era, um, you know, from the beginnings of it. So, and yeah, yeah world tour, what hell of a game. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, those were so fun. Those are, oh, dude, I, I think I gotta say like, that's probably my all time favorite wrestling it's game. Just, I, really I mean, I just play, I remember like, that was one of the few games that I played with my dad, you know, when I was a kid, mm. like, you know, we, he would always, you know, um, pick Sting and just beat the crap out of me and, you know, whatever. But uh, it was all, he would always get the baseball bat. And just, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, it, was, it was cool. I never owned it. So I rented it. Yeah. I always had friends who who had it. So that was like I always got to play it with friends. But so as far as like a wrestling game that like always like I have this super nostalgia for it's those ones in that style because yeah. it was like oh man I always gotta play it but I never gotta have it so I, right. I kind of always want it <laughs> right so yeah. I actually saw this uh, article the other day where they showed that a bunch of the like random name characters in the game that were just like seemed like filler characters yes. you've never heard of yeah. they were actually all based off of famous wrestlers from around the world so like people right. from all Japan New Japan people from uh, yeah. like AAA and all these and like seeing that now and seeing the list of names that were in that game now with the like insight that we have having heard conversations and seen so many clips over the years and everything. Yeah. You know, I've never, it makes really you respect it even more. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Huh? 
I just saw no, it I'm actually a, really like intrigued. a few weeks ago. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I I kind of knew a little bit about it when it was out because there was at least two of those like generic wrestlers that um, they I like I'd heard heard of them before that or recognized them and I knew. Um, let me see. I, I gotta look this up. This is uh, I'm very very intrigued. It's been a long time since I've looked at this, but like uh, oh boy, it's gonna take a minute. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so there was the DO, DOA, Dead or, Dead or Alive. There's Hannibal, Sumo Joe, Kim Chi, Blackheart. Saladin, I believe, was like Abdullah the Butcher, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, there's a Master Fuji, Glacier. Uh, there's a bunch of them. I'm not gonna, uh-oh. Oh, oh I see them. You, if you click on them on the wiki, it tells you who they are. Huh. Okay. So yeah, like- it was Abdullah the Butcher. Saladin was Abdullah the Butcher. So, yeah, yeah there's a bunch of, yeah, it's really, really cool, but... Uh, yeah, man, that's awesome. God, I love that game. But, and uh, you still kind of see that tradition even now when you like are going through 2K23 or like going through Fight Forever and customizing your moves. You'll see homages to people that like are respected and that you know mm-hmm, that people. Right. Oh, I want to see that move. Oh, I want right. to see the Tiger Driver. I want to see something that I haven't seen pulled out in 20 years. Sure, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw no, that that Cardona well, and, last name for the uh, for the, the selection. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. And isn't I, I don't want to get this wrong, but I think it's the people who made those games are the ones that made fight who made, Yep, made fight forever. That was a really so kind it has of a surreal, lot of those old school seeing, tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing the like THQ and Aki logos oh, yeah. pop up for that first time was kind of like a oh, this is weird. And yeah, then even like, like down to like but, back to the old school angle facing up ramp. Right. And it's just like, yeah, this is what oh, it wow. was. Yeah. Wow. It, it has that feel. I had a friend come over that hasn't played wrestling games in years and he played for an hour and a half today playing the exploding death match and playing <laughs> a casino battle royale and playing the mini games and all these things and he had a blast that's awesome yeah i i watched mark play it on his new twitch, twitch. channel yeah. mm-hmm. um twitch.tv slash mark sterling esq by the way <laughs> um he uh he was playing it and like it's interesting because where you know, especially like with WWE and where wrestling games have come, uh, you know, all this way, like the graphics, the creative characters, like everything in it is just so good. Mm-hmm. And the AEW is like, it's not, but it's like purposely that way. And so watching it, like it's obviously updated, you know, from like the early 2000s or whatever, but or, or earlier, really, but like, um, it, it has that old school feel to it, which is fun. So yeah. I like it. Yeah. It, was, like it was easy to say to someone, A is grab, X is punch, Y is yeah. kick, directions and holding it make it different. And he's like, cool, I'm in. <laughs> nice. That's great. Because, like, that's the other problem with the WWE games is you sometimes they're so really hard. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so kind of All moving right. on from that a little bit, which is that was a really cool. Uh, flashback there um you know mm-hmm. did you have any of the action figures at that time when you were a kid like any any wrestling figures in particular or what were some of your childhood toys growing up 
So for me, I mostly started on like, you know, Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into some of the wrestling toys um, a little bit in like the stomp era and things like that. Uh, It was, Mm -hmm. it was honestly, I have a hard time with the design of certain wrestling figures in the sense of like Mm -hmm. the sense of realism and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, when I grew up, like Star Wars figures were Power of the Force, which is Luke Skywalker's like jacked and this <laughs> and that. And it's like that's not oh, exactly yeah, yeah. you know what it was. And a lot of the wrestling figures at the time felt cartoony when right. wrestling was the thing that I liked that was grounded in realism. So it was it was weird to me that wrestling figures looked less lifelike than things that are supposed to look fake. Uh, and so I didn't really get into collecting the wrestling figures as much until more in the like Mattel area, honestly, because mm-hmm. that's when they started taking it more like true to form. Realistic. And you started seeing the real scans of people and like it wasn't like Edge with like and like his head is like <laughs> three inch tall forehead with right. like a hand the size of his head. Right. Like, it's I even like when I'm collecting other things, because I don't just collect wrestling. I enjoy Star Wars and DC, Marvel, other movies, all kinds of things. I like when they're able to stand up next to each other and feel Mm -hmm. in the same universe. And it's like frustrating that like DC McFarlane stuff to me is like that one inch taller. It's like, well, (laughs) screw you, you can't be in any yeah, of the scenes <laughs> now because you're too big. Right. Uh, like, uh, some Super 7 stuff is too big. Like, certain, I like the fact that, like, when my kids are playing with the toys, it all kind of looks and feels fluid together. And they can combine sure. things from different universes and things like that. Uh, but I, I mean, yeah, I had three X-Pac different figures when I was a kid because, yet again, X-Pac was my man. I had China... I had some more WCW than WWF at the time because WCW was more of my feel. Sure. I also really liked Rey Mysterio as a kid. He, I think any kid saw Rey Mysterio and was like, it's like the blue Power Ranger kind of thing. They're like, oh, you could be one of them. You yeah. could, mm-hmm. even though you're just a child, what if you had a mask on and... Okay we're sitting there doing a hurricane Rana to someone, <laughs> even though he was a full grown man and everything. Uh, <laughs> but, but he had like, it brought that sense of wonder and like uh, surreal possibility. Yeah. yeah. David and Goliath, like truly on the grandest scale because no one, his size would be taken seriously for anything else. Right. Cause you can't just sit there and like be that size and throw some punches or be that size. And like, you know, be pretty good at submissions yeah right. but that's not gonna get the crowd to really back you get it. Yeah. Be, yeah, yeah behind you you gotta yeah. do some crazy stuff and flying and running and jumping just all that yeah and also yet again i was younger at the time so that first hour of wcw was when you saw the cruiser rates and you right. saw a lot of the like the hook angles more rather than the main event fights and stuff so that's why like promos and fast paced action ended up being like a really uh big thing in what I like in wrestling. Yeah. Well that's awesome. I, I love that. So mm-hmm. 
Um, so moving on uh, just a little bit now, did you continue to watch uh, wrestling or did you take a little break at all? <laughs> so this is this is actually going to yet again wrap around to X-Pac. Okay. <laughs> Because I did the standard, you know, I got to high school, I got really into my music, and I was performing in a band very often, like doing shows every week or two, and I was just like very, very busy with that whole pursuit, Um, and like that even, that's what got me my full scholarship for college, and Hmm. that's what I was still doing all throughout college was just music all the time. Um, and then after college, I was with my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, mm-hmm. and we were at a flea market in Glen Burnie, Maryland. And there was this poster on the wall for a uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling event happening in the back room of the local uh, pool hall. <laughs> and X Pac was the headliner. Oh, cool. Wow. And it was X-Pac and then just a bunch of indie local oh, guys. guys. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I looked it up and front row was 25 bucks. Sold. So <laughs> I called up one of my friends that I knew used to watch wrestling and we bought the tickets and we went front row. And it was it was so different to be there in a live audience with an indie audience where everyone knew the people and cared about the people. And we just followed everyone else's cues. And like, oh, they're the ones we should be wearing. Cool, we're boring them, let's do this. Yeah, boo. And, <laughs> and it was, it re-sparked that for me. And it got me to start going, okay, well, what's going on with WWE? Okay, that's interesting. Oh, what's what's this impact thing? Oh, that's really mm. interesting. And that's when I started getting really into like TNA Impact and like saw them at a baseball field nearby. <laughs> and and that led to me starting to look more into the world and New Japan and all of these things. And that eventually, you know, peak time of it all, Bullet Club. So, um I I feel like it's like kind of almost becoming a cliche that like the people that were more into WCW stuff kind of meandered around the world of wrestling fandom for a while and are now kind of congregating back at AEW because it's giving a lot of those ties to things and then following traditions of the other things like the six and the uh, cruiser weights and the promos and all of the a lot of the style of it um, feels like an evolution of what I saw as a kid that I want to see as an adult, which is what we're seeing in all media right now. Like we mm-hmm. talk about Star Wars, we talk about Marvel, all these things. They know the way to get our money right now isn't just to regurgitate the same thing in the exact same form. It has to evolve in some way to captivate an audience of people that have loved that, but now have lived through 20 years of life and want to see how a hero would have dealt with life, how a hero would have dealt with modern struggles and the realities, because it's not so simple as they made it seem back in the day. So it's, it's just like in the storytelling with Hangman Page and his alcoholism. 
Hmm. right? The subtle storytelling that went through months of time with that is something that we as an audience evolved to be ready for. So, yeah. So MCW X-Pac got me back in. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Like what you just said, like it kind of like blew my mind for a second because I never really like thought of it in that way, like with certain things, you know, like now, like, you know, like the, um, you know, like your example with Hangman, um, with the alcoholism just littered in there, like, you know, and like how heroes have changed throughout the years and them adapting to like, I never thought of it that way. And I love that interpretation of it. And I think that kind of shows like that, like a lot of people don't understand that. You know, yeah. it's that they don't get it. And, you know, like you said, it's all about that, the storytelling that brings mm-hmm. it to the, you know, to the head. Um, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think, I think this is, you know, you know, maybe what qualifies you as like a teacher, you yeah. know, like you, the way that you broke it down, like, yes. was just like a much better explanation it's, than how yes. like I've tried to, where like, right. you know, like, like you said, you know, um, you know, with like superhero movies or whatever, yes. you know, it's like you can't really tell the same exact story that's, you know, been told, you know, for 20 years. It has to kind right. of evolve and 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 Both adding times, in those subtleties yeah. and, you know, maybe, you know, yeah. stories get changed or whatever a little or, or you know, it, it's got to adapt and it has to it has to include some form of realism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, I just yeah, I, I really enjoyed how you. Yes, me now. too. Big time. Good. One time I was uh I went to a comic shop and I saw George R. R. Martin there. He was like wow. doing a signing. There was like a line out the door and I was like, what the hell's going on? And then <laughs> you see George R. R. Martin sitting there at a table. So I immediately grabbed like a hardcover trade paperback of the adaptation of Game of Thrones. And I waited in line. When I got to him, I said, <laughs> I love the way that you make characters gray and how you kind of make it so that there's no one that's really like perfect or fully imperfect. And he like, he like stopped for a second and he turned to me and he said, that's important because that's life. None of us are fully proud of ourselves and none of us are fully irredeemable. And if you make any characters that are anything other than that, everyone doesn't buy into it for a second because they're like that's not real that's unbelievable that is undeserving and a lie and we all just sat there and we're like mm-hmm. and then he went back signed my book and said, <laughs> it's it's very human it's very yeah. human yeah i mean most most religions are built off of do you feel that what you're doing is right or wrong the right. morality yep yeah yep. In every single action, and it's a lot of like, not everything is you're fully evil, and not everything is you're fully good. So if there are people in the MWF who call themselves evil, it's a silly name because you're not evil. You're a character who's not even that bad. You get very excited, and I threw you out in the thirty-five ships. <laughs> But I forget very- what you, I forget what your name is again. This is the second time <laughs> it slept on my mind. I think you have blue hair now too. It, is it? I it was. It, it might was have pink been or red. pink, yeah. and then it was like purple. Yeah, I don't know. It's wavy. It's it, he's he's oh. evil though. He's got an evil hairdresser. I'll tell you that. They keep uh, 
keep dumping these colors on he's, him. He's really evil. You know, uh, obeying obeying the rules and not like cheating in his matches and you know going for that one two three instead of making him quit. That's right. You're evil. <laughs> oh my! Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he had a saucy post about me in the MWF oh. group. He. Got into the profanity, which I try to refrain from because I'm a teacher and all. But uh, yeah, that was real evil. Of I didn't see that one. I, yeah, I think I yeah. missed that. I don't know if I saw that. I try to stay up on everything, but I think I missed that. It's okay. It's easy to ignore him. <laughs> Yikers! All right. So moving on. Uh, what was your <laughs> your first introduction into Matt and Brian, aka Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins? Um, honestly, my because I had dipped out during the Edgeheads time. Mm-hmm. Um, my first introduction to Brian was those like um, what's his name? The Chuck Norris, the Chuck segment. Norris oh, stuff, yeah. the, the Chuck facts. Norris stuff. Yeah, and I I was so excited to see. Mm-hmm. what was to come of this and he had his streak and then the streak kept going and the streak kept going and i felt so much for him over the course of that time and i was just like dying for that streak to end and yeah. and then when it all starts to tie back in to zach at the time and that's when I started to learn the history and learn about their bond together and their friendship and everything. And I really started to root for them. And, and you know, then they didn't get the hand that I would have dealt them in right. that company. And I remember early on in the pandemic uh, hearing about their podcast and hearing really great things about it from someone in another Facebook group I was in. And so I said, five bucks, whatever, I'll throw the five bucks in, get in the Facebook group, uh, start listening to some of the episodes and everything. And then I started hearing the um, their, their fantasy booking. I started really getting into their competitive fig fed. And I would make it a thing on the first day that it was released every week. I'd sit there and I'd listen to the whole thing straight forward. I would post on the Facebook group and be like, who wants to make a fig fed with me? And I found <laughs> two friends. One of them, Kara is awesome. Uh, another was uh, stationed in Japan at the time. Oh, wow. And yeah. the, th- the three of us would meet like in the random times that we could to like do our drafts yeah. and then meet online to just be like, this is what I did this week. This is what I did this week. This is what I did this week. And we all just be like, nice. <laughs> it's like Kara. Yeah. I recall she was, was she specifically doing like the Titan Tron live stuff? She was really into the Titan Tron live. Well, yeah. the, the reality is her fig fed was a blood fest. Wow. Her, she's very influenced by like early day ECW stuff. Okay. So she was a catch up fanatic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
and and we'd have our like our like promo segments and this and that and then she'd be like and then he slid his head and we were like whoa Kara. <laughs> we we had our like wwf and wcw and then we had the hardcore ecw over here right and kara always brought that and it was it was a really fun thing and like um the pod in, entertains me but it's really also the community that really is yeah. what captivates me. yeah and also like i remember like back in the early days with mark just being like <laughs> the side guy the sound mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and now he's like watching him go off and then be on uh aw and watching right. everything that matt and brian have done since like still loving watching impact again I don't, I'll be honest. I don't watch WWE anymore, and except for like clips and big pay per views and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't miss Impact, and I don't miss AEW or ROH. Nice, because like a lot of the best people that I like, and a lot of the stuff that I like to see, that's the places where it's happening. Mm-hmm. Impact is so like unsung for how much talent they have doing such yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Very underrated. Mm-hmm. One of the probably, probably the best, like just solid women's division. Yeah, I don't know that I could disagree with that. Right. Yeah. yeah, Impact is. Uh, look, there was definitely a time uh, that it got pretty bad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But there was a time where it was the best, and right now is pretty damn good. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I was. I remember like being brought in also with the aces and eights cap storyline mm-hmm. on that and the mystery. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of the unknown and who's going to turn. And you guys saw what happened with that at the last pay per view um, for BWF. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's just I think that. It's one of the things that again that you see in AEW capitalized on more than WWE is the unknown and the surprises and the twists and the willingness to work with the unknown even for a week. Like have Nick Gage come in, have someone from Japan come in, have someone from Mexico come they in. They definitely take a lot of risks and uh, uh, hell, who did they, they? They've done it a number of times, whether it's mm-hmm. a pay per view or. Uh, you know, a, a televised event or whatever, where they will put a foreign star in the main event. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty awesome because, you know, I'm not even knocking it. WWE yeah. is its own universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you don't exist until you are willing to join. In acknowledgement of outside things is very rare and minute. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW, like, if it exists, it exists. And that's that's cool. And, and with, they're willing to give that stuff a shot. And with those risks and chances, so often the talent understands that they are being given the opportunity on a platform that they often haven't performed on mm-hmm. before or mm-hmm. like they have left and now this is their chance to prove that they still have it or yeah. like have gotten better. So like in those opportunities, it's so rare that you actually see someone underperform. Right. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So um, I know you kind of touched base on this a little bit already, but what uh, 
how did you get into the major wrestling figure podcast? Like what was that first thing that kind of sparked that where you're like, I got to join this. I got to get in this group. I got, I got to, you know, dive in. So there's one person in the group that is going to, if they heard this, they would laugh and be very happy with themselves. And that's Aaron Ortiz. Hmm. A specific contribution Aaron Ortiz has made to the group over the years that someone said to me, hey, that alone is worth the $5 to be there. Mm. And that's that flea market. I was told, hey, you got to check out this flea market. People are selling stuff for incredible good deals. And it's like such yeah. great stuff. And like there's stuff from shows and stuff you haven't seen in a long time. Right. You've just got to go check that out. And I checked it out and that was one of the things that like was the difference between just like listening to some of the podcast episodes and taking right. that next step in yeah. was it honestly is a, a great deal. It's yeah. like, and sold a bunch of stuff over there over the years and everything. But um, that was the thing that got me in the door was over the paywall was the flea market. Right. Um, but uh, but yet again, it was the creativity, the camaraderie. Um, I one of my first real social interactions in person during the pandemic was going to Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's Seafood for a major fact for um, a live six. I think it was. That was they were there oh, too. Us far yeah. and that was the first the one, one they the went one that to. Nick Gage showed up at. Oh no, that, that was, was eight. eight. That was eight. So Husbar and I were at that one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the one Nick Gage was there, EC three was there. And yeah. our, that was a uh my first time like really being around a bunch of people for a non like work thing yeah. since the pandemic. And I didn't know anyone there. <laughs> Uh, and I was waiting in line and a few of the guys recognized me from like the flea market and posting and the oh, wow. stuff. Nice. And they were like, Hey, you're Tony. And they're stand with us, be with us. Let's sit nice. with us at yeah. our table. And they were like my friends for the night. And it, it was so cool seeing the camaraderie amongst all of the people there yes. and this whole community and everything. It was just so welcoming and everything. Yeah. So, Yet again, that was one of those things that like takes you into the next level of like wanting to right. like enjoy and like not just watch the conversation, be a part of a conversation. Because yeah. you know? there's a lot of people that you see in there that like they'll say that they they've never posted before, or they have posted that often, they don't post that often, this and that. Yeah. But like they should. Yeah. There's, yeah, they're they're missing out. Yeah, it, it, whatever you want to post about, whether it's a silly thing, you're excited about some toy coming out, cool. So are yeah. we. People are going to like it and comment and be like, awesome. You want to argue about something? As long as it's not too offensive, put it in there. We'll argue about it. Yeah. As long as Billy doesn't have to be moderating. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just keep it civil, that's all. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's there... There just were all of these things, and yet again, the the fig feds, the the videos, the behind the scenes looks at things, and the way that like you would see them in a pay per view, and then like 
three hours later, you'll see Brian posting the bloody gear on mm-hmm. the Facebook yeah. group, mm-hmm. and you'll see one person been like, claim and, <laughs> and like there are times when i've seen viral stories about like someone buying mjf something and i'm like yeah i saw that happen in the group yeah, sure. mm-hmm. yeah. right and then you're like who leaked it right <laughs> <laughs> who's the one posting this and like screenshotting it and sharing yeah. it online <laughs> so, that's, that's awesome it's it's a lot of the the many experiences and also not just the things that they do but this and the mwf and Mm -hmm. all of the ways that the fans have found their own ways to incorporate their own personalities skills and like passions into this shared experience whether it's you know people learning how to 3d model and suddenly yeah. making custom figures people uh using ai to make fake pictures <laughs> and people not that my picture that i use for this is fake at all uh, <laughs> <laughs> people uh the the silly like chat gpt said this person would beat that person in a wrestling match and this is why like okay because chat gpt <laughs> wrote it that means it's true let's have an <laughs> argument about this for but just everyone finding their way to like express their own fandom is the coolest part and the fact that it encourages people to do that and not just like be embarrassed to like what they like right Mm -hmm. right oh i just Uh like i remember first getting into the group and you know seeing these insane videos and you know like um uh god i get his name um What's uh, like TTD's artwork or like um, what's his name? J- uh, John Lucas Reyes. John, thank you. Oh my yeah. god, I keep th- I keep wanting to say John John Presley Edge. Uh, <laughs> John Lucas Reyes. Oh, John John Presley Edge too. But uh, John Lucas yeah. Reyes with his like crazy movie posters mm-hmm. and like JPE with his the bed sheets sure. uh, designed. But man, Brian, like mm-hmm. like did I ever think I would like mark out over like a Matt Brian and Mark Swaggle like bed sheet design? Like no, but like right. it's so. But here cool. we are. Here we are. Exactly. Like it's like just the things that people come up with like i just i'm like why didn't i think of this but it's also just so out of the box i'm like there uh, there's no way i would ever thought of this and i love that i love that so much i think i was gonna ever buy a freaking baby goat (laughs) you know no (laughs) no it's 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 true you know uh i mean there's so many things you know it's been said by us so many times on this show you know like uh the three of us meeting, uh, getting to know each other in the group, forming this podcast, you know, moving on to all these different things. Uh, that's, that's all stuff that's happened to a lot of different people for different reasons. And it's because of a very supportive group and right. the guys that run it also support you. Super supportive. Um, and, and, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome that, Awesome. Been able to find a place like this, you know. If if not for it, uh, you know, we would have never had any interactions. None of us true. would have. Um, Very true. You know? Except maybe like arguing in the comment section on <laughs> AEW Nation or some stupid Facebook or Twitter grape or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, we would have had to go there because we wouldn't have had this place. We would have been stuck in those other elsewhere. places that we aren't going to right now hmm. yeah yeah i think yeah. to a certain degree yeah 
And we um, got scammed by that Hasbro guy again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> one, one in six major mark would be a cult of Cornet member if it weren't <laughs> for. Well, no, one in six is a cult of Cornet member. <laughs> That's uh, pretty accurate, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd say yeah. so. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Um, so, you know, you talk about, um, you know, the creations of, of things. And, uh, um, you know, I know that you've had your hand in, you know, customizing things, uh, you know, figuring out 3D printing and, and, and AI and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, with your promos and... Uh, <laughs> you know, learning, you know, that you, you were in a band, you know, there's obviously a lot of creative talent, uh, going on. Uh, so I don't know if, if that's just something that you want to you know talk about a little bit more. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, I, I always had a curiosity for learning, um, how to make things, not anything useful like engineering or cars or anything that would have made me a lot of money, but, um, <laughs> But like making the things that I see and hear and uh, just going, I wonder how they did that. And then I feel like with the internet and so many of these resources that we have, it's so easy to find the, the answers to these things now. You can watch something and immediately just go, I want to know how that worked. And even with no background knowledge, you'll find a video that explains it in ways that like make it relatable and make it something that you can internalize. And so um, I, I was doing music a lot when I was younger and I went to school for audio production and engineering. And I lived on this floor with all these artists of different uh, mediums and everything. And everyone was working so hard to be the best and to make something really interesting and to make something like the smartest the most tricky the the most creative and i saw that i didn't want to be competing in that space to be like the person that's making the things i wanted to be someone that works with them and helps them make their idea the best they can and so that's why i got into production and learning different instruments and things was because i wanted to be able to communicate with all the different musicians uh and help them communicate to each other to accomplish the things that they actually wanted. Cause it's so hard to sometimes speak the language of someone that learned an instrument a completely different way than you approached mm -hmm. instruments. So um, that kind of became my strength was uh, communicating between people of different skill sets and things like that. So then I went and I started working in New York for some soundtracking and a record label for a little bit. Oh. Okay. Um, and I decided that it wasn't the life that I wanted hmm. because I saw that a lot of the people around me um, were having relationships that were falling apart. They had children that they barely knew because of divorces and all of these things. And I really wanted to be a dad and I wanted to be there for my family. So I uh, slowed down moved back and uh, eventually started becoming a teacher. And I teach high school computer science where I teach them how to make websites, how to program uh, games and robots oh, wow. and um, how to like kind of think critically amazing. about the way technology is in our lives in the future. Yeah. 
all very super like especially like you just said for the future like all useful very useful skills for, yeah. for kids oh, yeah. you know to to learn at oh, you said high school age mm-hmm. so that's like probably like the best time too yeah. like for them to learn going into college maybe that's you know what they want to do yeah, yeah I, and it's so fun and i mean it's so useful it's it's so useful it's useful for fun things yes like you know look you don't have to go work retail or you know in a warehouse or you know uh Tell me just, about it. <laughs> I, I know I, that's what I did forever you know it's yeah. like you're you're getting skills that you can apply to like these the you know the 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 fun activities and um professions you know whether it's you know wh- whatever you're a fan of like if you're a fan of of film or television or music or wrestling or video games or whatever you're giving them the skills to be able to do those things uh something within it you know right. uh, and so make a living that, off of it right so much of that stuff is it's the grind and the hustle you know we all have to be self promoters right. <laughs> to be able to get anywhere um and you're giving them those tools. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. One, one of the things that we're talking about a lot right now is with the rise of all this AI stuff, right? <laughs> they need to be thinking competitively with it and learning how to use it to their best advantage. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is that you're not going to lose your job to AI. You're going to lose your job to someone that knows how to use AI. And so being able to figure out how to use these tools to like make it so that you can do the work that would have taken a bunch of people is huge. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. We had an idea for a music video for him. I used some generative AI over the course of two hours. I was able to do what would have cost thousands of dollars three years ago for me to hire artists to paint all of these things and for it to all work so fluidly now it's click 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 come up with some ideas and it just works and his music video will be out next week wow i love that awesome that's That's crazy to me yeah yeah i just you know uh you know similar um you know my main thing for for over 20 years was or, you know, it still is, you know, not the same as it was, but, you know, was music uh, playing in bands. And like, I wish I had, you know, the the, the social media. Well, I mean, and and like, I mean, no, at school, like having, you know, the opportunity to, to oh, learn that yeah. kind of stuff. Sure. You know, because like so much of it, you know, like I've gotten decent you know, at editing or, you know, uh, uh, Photoshop or, you know, like any time that you needed to build a website or, or any of that stuff, like you had to pay somebody to do it, pay or guess. (laughs) When did you graduate high school? Uh, 2004, 2006. So yeah, you and I were at what I like to call the like coolest time to be in a band. Sure. Because the reality is that like before that, if you were in a band, you were like really isolated and it wasn't easy to like grow a fan base or make connections outside yeah. of your area, book a show abroad or this or that. We were there when MySpace started becoming a thing. Facebook started MySpace becoming a thing. Was oh, MySpace was huge. It was the best. I say that all Who's the time. These kids. Who was my top three? Tom. Tom. <laughs> Tom. Tom. No. Tom. Uh, t- <laughs> Tila Tequila. 
Dylan yeah, Tequila right, sent yeah. me a mass message saying, I just got kicked out of my boyfriend's house. I need a place in L.A. Does anyone have a place to stay? I know all 300,000 of you. Someone has to live in L.A. Oh I was like, <laughs> yikes. Random. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like that was the time when and also rock music was mm-hmm. the cool thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, rock music isn't as popular and and the like way music interacts and things aren't exactly the same because now it's gone so heavy into inter like existing in the digital form as opposed to in the live form. Mm-hmm. And you'll have artists that have been putting out albums and songs and songs for years, and then they'll be like, I'm about to have my first live performance, wish me luck. And it's like, oh. whoa. Like I remember okay. having a live performance when I knew we wrote two songs and learned two cover songs. And we're like, we're good for a set. Let's go. Right. <laughs> but it's like a different era. I asked yeah. my students, do you know anyone that's in a band right now? And it's like so few and far between. It's crazy. Hmm. To me. Yeah. So it's, 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 I feel like it's interesting because there are so many tools that like would have empowered us so much back then yeah but now it's wasted on kids that don't even want to right right (laughs) the the old idiom uh youth is wasted on the young right all all of the splendors of this tech is wasted on kids that don't even realize how sick this technology is right yeah yeah it's true i wanted that back in my day for sure right (laughs) absolutely yeah um, I do miss MySpace. <laughs> it, it's still my favorite form of social media. I mean, like I said, you know, and I, I feel like it was probably this way for a lot of people, but like as a musician or, you know, in a band or whatever, like MySpace was great because like I had to learn like Hotmail or, you know, HTML, HTML. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like you could like rewrite the code to like build like your own website. Your website. Yeah. And you could have your music on there and it was just like the I best promotional oh, yeah. platform and then it went away. The oh, the thing that I obsessed be. over was mm-hmm. the uh the top music charts. Yeah. Because it had different genres of music for top music, but mm-hmm. you could say your zip code and say mm-hmm. like I want the top music within five miles of mm-hmm. me. So you'd know like who the best punk rock band in your town was because yeah. like, because this one band at this high school, like <laughs> 10 minutes away, they're getting the most plays that day. So, Oh, right. I've got to get all my friends to listen yep. to my, my space. That way I beat them on the chart. It's right. like TRL high school. <laughs> and, and yeah, there was a good chance that like the band that was in first was like this really shitty band that is yeah. like, oh, come Beatles. on. Yes. <laughs> Yep. But but then there were those sweet days when you were number one. Yep. <laughs> Man. Yeah, you're taking me back to some fun memories. Back. Deep cuts. Yep. But, yeah. Um, no, that's uh, you've you've uh, bestowed us with a lot of really cool information, Very cool information. ways to look at things. And and it's uh, what I love about this stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, what what Good started stuff. is, you know, little interactions and a few conversations here and there and. You know, you schooling us in in promos and, uh, you know, turned out to, you know, give us like a really great conversation. And that's why we love doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I come from um, a family of teachers, too. So, like, I you're a good teacher. I could tell because 
just the way, you, like when you like, you know, like I brought up before, like just the way you made me, my, the gears in my brain move the way they did, like. You know, I in high school and in middle school, I'd always had you know the worst teachers that could never connect with me, and you you definitely connected with me on that. So that's how I know you're a good teacher. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but we're not we're not totally done yet. No. Uh, you know, Tony, you are welcome to still stay on board if you'd like. But every week it gets posted in the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast group that uh, you know we we do some questions. You know, if, if people want to ask some questions and, you know, if Husvar, Jake, and myself pick your question, we will send you a four by six. Oh, oh, I didn't mind. It's downstairs. We need because we're too, we're, we're too cheap for it. <laughs> so, um, all right, guys, let's go through and pick, uh, you know, our yeah. questions and you can answer along with us. And um, I'm I'm ready. Okay, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Jeffrey Truniak. Truniak. Okay. Other than wrestling, what sports, activities, or hobbies did you guys participate in when you were younger? So, um, I'm going to I'm going to take, you know, wrestling in the the professional wrestling uh, you know, thing um, mm-hmm. as um, a kid uh, and and sports. I was mostly into baseball um you know all all little league you know pretty much but um well so to start um i mostly played outfield because that's where they put the kids who weren't very good (laughs) um but then because i had played it for so long and as i started to get a mustache a mustache (laughs) and better no um I actually got pretty good at outfield. So I would usually do, you know, outfield, you know, maybe like left field, or I would do like shortstop or something. Uh, Sometimes second base. I really liked playing second, but uh, outfield mostly. Was your nickname Angel? No. I was um, I was waiting to make an angel. <laughs> I said no, you're put there because you're an angel. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, but no, uh, I played a lot of baseball and. Um, my last year I got uh I, I got pretty decent mm-hmm. um and like started like hitting home runs and like just all this really wow. cool stuff. So that that was really fun for me. Nice, and then man. um it's really cool. Thank that. you. Uh because I wanted to be a professional wrestler, I got into collegiate wrestling mm-hmm. and um my first year I did it two years. My first year, not that great. My second year, like I was really good, um, but I uh, I messed up my knee uh, pretty bad, and around the same time was discovering guitar. So nice. I moved out of wrestling and then just went full on music. So very cool. That would be my sports and activities for my youth. Nice, Andrew. Uh, yeah, when I was younger, I did, um, I think everyone pretty much did. It was like Charlie Brown T-ball, Charlie Brown baseball, they called it. Um, it was just like a T-ball league, you know, for getting kids, you know, interested in baseball and everything. That was, that was fun. Then I did soccer. Um, it was kind of like the, the thing in my, my town, everyone kind of, you know, those T-ball, soccer, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. everyone did those. Um, and then in, 
high school, I did wrestling for two years, uh, collegiate wrestling, um, which I really enjoyed. Uh, better the first year than the second year, but I wish I, I'd stuck with it um, to this day. Um, and then other than that, um, I did tennis in like middle school. I did tennis lessons during the summer, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I'm just trying to think. I think that's pretty much all the sports and activities I did when I was younger. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I, I received a gift when I was about three or four years old. I got an acoustic guitar and I actually broke the neck on it like a week after I got it. So, um, I didn't get another one. So, um, fast you forward. To, no, no, I, I broke it, broke it. Like I, there was no fixing that. <laughs> so I put, for some reason I, I shoved it underneath my dresser. Like, the, you know, the, like instead of standing against the wall, I don't know what I, I, I messed it up. Bad. But anyway, um, so fast forward a few years later, I believe I was in fifth or sixth grade. Um, I actually joined the orchestra to uh, play the violin. And the reason I picked the violin was because it was like, a, I just wanted to play it like a guitar. So um, I ended up doing that for like three years. And then um, I've always been into music. So, uh, you know, I ended up continuing playing guitar for, for quite a while. Um, and I uh, got into basketball a little bit about eighth grade and wasn't very good. And, you know, like played, a, I was on like a, a little, a little team there for a few months but we got like we lost <laughs> really bad I, I don't even think i ever scored one point like no joke but uh but i uh, got back into music uh, i was in a couple bands and then uh turned 15 and a half and got my temps and then uh got into cars real heavy and maybe a little bit of illegal drag racing and um you know kind of been hooked on that ever since but uh you know so yeah you know cars and guitars that's 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 been my thing so that's, that's about it what about you tony so I, you know, as a kid, tried the menu of sports that everyone tried mm -hmm. season to season, but uh, they didn't really catch my attention. Mm -hmm. I, I never really liked team sports or like the fact that like I was having to carry someone else's weight or the fact that I felt like other people were carrying my weight. Um, and so then when I started doing Taekwondo, that really clicked with me. And I like the discipline and the focus and the not just wasting like time waiting around on your one side of the field while stuff's happening on the other side of the field. Like in Taekwondo, you know what you're supposed to be focused on in that moment. Am I doing something? Am I not doing something? Am I fighting right. someone? Am I doing a form and I'm just in my zone? Um, and so I stuck with that in Thai school and I was helping teach some of the classes for that at the school that I was doing after school. Um, but then I was also doing music and one day I, uh, messed up my like knuckle on my pinky and because of that, I couldn't play with my band for like a month. And at that point I was like, this is something I'm really into. Right. Like, like I want to do this after high school. I, I need to focus. So I had to stop Taekwondo just flat out because I didn't want to risk anything. Right. That, that was like the last physical activity I did for like a long, long time other than jumping up and down on stages and stuff. Yeah. So I just became like this Keith Richards skinny little like cold all the time thing uh, until a few years ago. I was like, I, I'm tired of this. I need to like really take control again 
So I started like managing my diet, uh, nice. going to the gym like six, seven days a week. Yeah. I'm on summer break right now, which means that when my kids are at daycare, I get to do a nice two hour workout every nice. day. Hell yeah. So it's, it's, I feel it's weird to be like in my mid thirties and know for a fact that physically I've never felt better. Um, so nice. yeah. Wait till you're in your early forties. And then, well, I mean, I still have my my list of complaints and uh, regrets and sure. this and that, but but I'm not just cold on a moderately breezy day anymore. Yeah. So no, that's good, awesome, man. I love that. Um, and real quick, while you guys are looking for your uh, stuff, uh, yeah, Tony, that that's another thing you know didn't really get into it all is is you know your major fitness challenge stuff um you know just wanted to give a shout out to you know um you know the obvious differences that you've made you know and and how everybody is trying for different things and uh different goals and you're kind of a different one that we don't always hear about of you know you're like trying to like bulk up and put on weight and muscle mass and all that so just wanted to give you yeah. a shout out for that absolutely definitely man i, I saw you pumping iron in the gym in that video a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago you know you're looking good man thank you i i saw someone post uh a few weeks ago saying hey i see people posting about this major fitness challenge like when does it end when when did it start like how do i get in it and everyone had to be like dude it's you're in it. <laughs> you you just said it. To know the right. game is to play the game. Right. To think of the game is to lose. It. Like you're in. Yeah. Now that now that you're saying major fitness challenge, all you have to do is ever hold yourself accountable. And yet again, about the like people that don't post and the people that don't reach out and don't share their experiences. Like, right. why not? Because when yeah. you do, we are a community built off of support and love. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, there's there's so many people, and especially recently, there's been a huge surge in the major fitness challenge. Um, I, I love seeing it, and uh, you know, it's I I had definitely backed off on posting for a while because it was like I you know I sold my collection, so it's like, what am I just going to post a picture of myself every week? You know, there you, go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who wants to see that? But uh, it's like it's like Shawnee and Steph. I'm getting tired of it. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but how uh, dare you, sir? Yeah, oh, <laughs> Shawnee and Steph is like Rey Mysterio fighting the giant. Right. It gives you hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where's he going with this? That's right, right, right. No, it good. makes you. It makes you think about all the things that could be possible. It's like. Uh, Jim Carrey and uh, Dumb and Dumber. He's like, oh, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. yeah. So uh, bless yeah. his heart. I, I love <laughs> that man. I from the first time he burnt his like. I I feel like I had like seen him in passing in the group and this and that. But the first time he burned himself into my brain in that speedo. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the custom figure that I saw two weeks later of him oh, in the speedo, oh, with yeah. the 3D scanned head, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yet again, like that's the kind of thing that, like, yeah, just by being in the group, just by being in the room, you're now part of the conversation, and right. now you get the jokes, and you get to be right. part of like right those shared experiences. Oh yeah, yep. Thank you, Sean. 
<laughs> I don't want to say anything bad about you, Sean. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Unless you like join MWO or something, then oh, that's never going to happen. <laughs> oh yeah, MWO's closed. Well, door, well yeah. if, that, if that's the case, are you courting Sean? No, courting? I, I could trust me. I couldn't get Sean's attention. Yeah, no. Steph has it. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't have, unlike you, I don't have enough facial piercings. <laughs> That'll help. <laughs> there you go. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next Joe, question. Or Andrew, did you want to go? I don't care. Whatever you want. If you have one, go ahead. All right. Uh, I was just gonna address this one. Um, John Gravina. Good old JG. Good old JG. Um, so we got to hang out on uh, on yeah. Saturday at Matt's um, match against Bully Ray. And um, I heard it was fire. It it was <laughs> very fire. It's hot. Um, he said, "Does Husfar think cosplay Kane from Saturday Night was an adult or child?" <laughs> so we're sitting down. We're by the the um, the entrance ramp, and there's this guy in this really good Kane cosplay. Like it was like you know the suit and the mask. Like it looked official, but the guy was really short. So we were trying to figure out if it was a kid or an adult. Because, like, mm-hmm. we'd look over. We'd be watching the match. And then we'd look over and you'd just see Kate, this little mini Kane just going, you know, doing the doing the whole thing. <laughs> we're just dying laughing. But um, I don't know. I, I think it was an adult. But um, Interesting. Are you is, sure it wasn't two horn swoggles in a Kane costume? It, oh, it, it very well could have been. <laughs> uh, but my real question I'm going to pick is uh, Justin Michael. And his question was, what's a movie hmm. you love that most other people hate or haven't heard of? So I'm picking, um, I'm going to pick uh, Batman vs. Superman. Um, uh, I always, so I saw the movie in theaters uh, opening night and I really enjoyed it and it got a standing ovation in my theater. So I was like, you know, oh, people are going to like this movie. And then the next day it started getting all this hate and everything. And I was like, confused because i had you know i'd been through the experience i'd seen and i enjoyed it um and you know people were making fun of stuff that i enjoyed and stuff like that but i i enjoy the movie um i i do i will say the director's cut the um the ultimate cut as they call it is better um than the theatrical but uh i really enjoy the movie ben affleck is probably my favorite batman besides michael keaton so um you know i really enjoyed all that um, with it and the the cast and everything, and I I just liked it. It's one of my favorites. Who's next? Oof. Like um, I'm trying to think of a movie that it could be either one that people never yeah, heard of or right didn't like. I don't know. I or mean, universally hate. Apparently, mm, it's rough. It's very very rough for me. Yeah, to, I'm. I'm you know, and, and Tony, if you've got something, feel free. I've, to, yeah, go I've, ahead. I've got I've got two possibilities up my sleeve. Okay. Okay. So my first one is a cliche one that's kind of a when I was born kind of thing is the Star Wars prequels. Mm, I yeah, feel like a... that was getting a lot of hate from a lot of old people when we were growing mm. up. Yes. Yeah. But I grew up like parallel to sure. Anakin. Yes. I was a kid when he was a kid. I was a teenager mm-hmm. when he was a teenager. I graduated high school when he killed everyone. When he killed everyone. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so I, I really found it to be some of the most captivating and visually appealing stuff of all of the songs, sure. even now with I the sequels. Them. Yes. 
and it was the bravest to be like, you know what, we're going to get into politics. We're going to get into this. Yeah. We're gonna get... I don't... Uh, so that's one big one. But the more specific one, I'd say Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Mm. Um, I feel like that gets shit on all the time yeah. for being such a bad Mortal Kombat movie. But can we remember Mortal Kombat was not the most serious video game? Of course. It right. was over the top and ridiculous and cheesy sure. and just one catchy phrase real quick and then Toasty. Yeah, Toasty. Like, <laughs> like like and yet yeah. again, maybe it was because I was a kid and I yeah. loved the games and it was cool for me to see the characters imagined on the screen for the mm-hmm. first time. Yeah. Uh but I, I really enjoyed that movie. Oh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like it. So one just came to my mind. Um, I do enjoy this movie. Um, I will, and this is probably the most hated one out of all of them. Uh, mm. uh, I know where you're going. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's hated. I think. Wait, I, what, do you, what do you guys think? Back to the Future 3. Huh? Back to the Future 3. No. Oh. No. That's so oh. interesting that they both thought that. Is there a reason why? Yeah. He, he loves Back I to the Future It's back his Future favorite one. And, I actually watched it on my flight back last week. And, like, no one ever picks that one, like, rarely picks that one. I but love Back to the Future I love 3. it, too. I wouldn't say it's All a right. bad movie. People don't like Back to the Future 3? Oh, yeah. Like, I like it. Yeah, It's definitely not the best one. Growing up, everyone's like, the third one sucks. The first two are the best. The first is the worst. The first wow. is the worst. Yeah, don't tell me it's Back to the Future and then go to the like fifties. Go like somewhere <laughs> interesting. Like go to the future or go way back. The Wild West was out of nowhere. That was awesome. But they yeah. gotta go back and to the, the future. The whole Oedipal thing don't need in that. Yeah. Seduced Calvin by Klein. his mom. No. <laughs> you're my, you're keeping my. Tom. I'm okay with uh movies main storyline not involving his mom constantly trying to seduce him. Right. Yeah, it's a little awkward. <laughs> oh, Cal. Anyway, Cal- so <laughs> so I'm actually going to pick Batman and Robin. Mm. Okay. 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 That makes so, more sense. I think I just have bad taste in movies because I like all of these. No, so I, like, I, I like them all too. So, yeah. you know, Batman and Robin, I mean, George Clooney... We'll kill the dinosaurs. The Ice Age. Yeah, but oh, yeah, but like I love, I love, I love it. I love the one lines. <laughs> you know, that, yes. that Bane, that Bane yes. poison ivy in there. Like it was yeah. like Uma Thurman. Like for the time when it came out, yeah, it was like very cartoony, but it it resembled a lot of the '60s. Yes, Batman. You know that kind of that goofy kind of. You know, it, it had a lot of nostalgia Campy. for that. Yeah, and it was just like. You know, Val Kilmer wasn't in it, and obviously Michael Keaton wasn't, you know, so it was like, I'm at the end of the day, I'm a Batman fan, you know what I mean? And I love Batman, and whoever's putting the suit on, I'm going to watch the movie oh, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And years down the road, it's going to be in my collection, and, you know, um, I'm going to enjoy it one way or the other, so keep them coming. You know, even, yeah, like like Andrew said, Batman versus Superman, like, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, ugh. But like I literally just watched it a couple weeks ago, and it's like this is actually a pretty good movie, you know. And watch Justice League, and you know all that. And it's just it's you really have to watch the good Justice League. I know. I'm, well, I know. so I recently showed the original cut of Justice League to my mm-hmm. five year old, mm-hmm. 
And yeah, there's no way I'm showing her the. No, it's rated R. Yeah. It's long. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It, the, she, she watching the Justice League movie with a kid made it so much better for me because she had this sense of wonder when mm. things would happen and a sense of awe when things would happen and this and that that just refreshed it because we've seen so much stuff that we're desensitized to that scope and that awe and everything that it's just nice to be reminded that like oh yeah that is cool mm-hmm. that I, is- I think that movie is still pretty cool I, I enjoyed it when it first came out I just like the new one. The, the new one is better. I do think yeah. it's better too. But, but, but I, I did don't enjoy think, that yeah. other one. People were looking at me like I was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, whatever. Um, see, my problem with this is like, I kind of want to go, you know, with the what's a movie you like that not a lot of people have people heard seen. of. Um, yeah. But my problem is with it is that I watch a lot of very obscure movies. So right. I was trying to think of one that is a common film, um, you know, that, that people may not have, have known about and um, or, or have at least watched. But I think a very good film um, from Tim Burton that, uh, you know, a lot of people know Tim Burton. A lot of people know Johnny Depp. A lot of people know their collaborations together, but they have a movie called Ed Wood. Oh, I love Ed Wood. Um, and it's like legit one of my favorite movies. That's a great it is movie. so good. Um, but it's them. It's their love letter to a director from movies. the 50s who was not a very good filmmaker <laughs> in Ed Wood. Um, but uh, the you know, so it's a it's a biopic or biopic, however which way you say it, um, and it's it's just very good. Um, Bill Murray, Bill Murray's in it. Um, Star-studded uh, cast. Sarah Jessica Parker's in it. Yeah, uh, like it, it has just a great cast, and um, it even like won some uh, like Martin Academy Lando. Awards and. Um, but it's just it's one of his more obscure movies. It's in black and white and um Except for those Angora sweaters. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, it's good. Nice. I think I think that's it. I believe so, because yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah, we yeah, all picked. Yeah. So did we? Yeah, gotta I think so. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's just agree yeah. to agree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's only or one no, were you going to? Did you pick one, Jake? Yeah, Batman. Oh, yeah. No, 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 a, you didn't question. Pick a question. A question. Yeah. Well, who's? I, my question was the the film. No, that was that was mine. Husfar picked Justin Michael's <laughs> question. Wait a minute. So you have to pick a question. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I said. <laughs> Oops, Wait, all right. Did you well, sent already... Justin Michael a message? No. <laughs> I sent Joe Sullivan one. Oh, but, but so we didn't answer your I didn't, didn't, yeah. what is it? My bad. Okay, Joe <laughs> Sullivan. I thought I asked it. Holy crap. Nope. <laughs> all right. So Joe <laughs> man, I'm sorry. I'm just so you know, I'm going through a lot. So anyway, uh Joe Sullivan says if the pod had movie themed elites come out, tag team editions, think like the oh, Ghostbusters Jesus. crossover line. What would the movie be, and who would your partner be? Hmm. So, so, oh, good. Us uh, specifically? 
unpack this a little bit slower again for me? I am so. Yeah. From what <laughs> I understand, there's a lot going on here. That's a multi-tiered request. Okay. All right. Let's just. I'm going to shorten this up. So, if the pod had movie-themed elites, so I'm I'm assuming the major pod. Well, but he says which one would who would be your partner? So I think they might be referring to us. Okay. So, so do you each get a partner from the major pod? Yeah, let's no, do it. No, like, we each get no. a partner from a film franchise. Oh, we're doing a yeah. figure crossover, yeah, yeah. Okay. or so, or an M a MWF celebrity guest. Sure, like it um, could be like me and M Night Shyamalan from Science. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, and then okay. I, and then mine would be with like um, I'd buy that two pack Mel Gibson <laughs> from Science or something. Yeah, and then Billy would be the alien from Science. Oh, perfect. Because right. he's a zombie, dude. So anyway, <laughs> all right. So yeah. Um, Wait, does it have be, to be Mine Mattel? would be the glass of water from Signs. Because you have <laughs> your amoebas in it. <laughs> does it have to be Mattel? Like a Ghostbuster? Like a Mattel? No, yes, he said, it, no, he said elite. elite. It has to be elite. So it, that makes but it elite harder. Elite is arbitrary. That I think that's I, listen, I don't even know I can't what pick arbitrary means. And just because you and Tony are smart doesn't mean that you can make fun of me for not knowing. You just made fun it. of me. I'm smarter than you. All right, so get out of here. Listen, this is my question, and let me answer it first. Okay. Okay. So this is super easy. I would have a two-pack with my favorite villain, Buford Mad Dog Tannen from Back to the Future Part 3, and I would be his, well, So you'd be dressed equals. like a cowboy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. You can call me the Vanilla Gorilla. Oh my gosh! Dumb. But does not fit at all. Uh, never, dude. I escaped from the zoo at oh. the Hill Valley Zoo. Okay. And me and Mad Dog are just running around, robbing banks and stuff, killing Marty McFlies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next. Um, so I'm gonna go with one that I just want to have a action figure of. I've just always wanted this action figure. Make a two pack of me and Shonoff, the Last Dragon. You guys don't know the Last Dragon, Bruce Leroy. I mean, I'm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue, Blue, uh, uh, Bruce Leroy. Yes, I saw it a long time ago. The Master of I Harlem. I think it was. It's, you want to be tagged with him. It's a very, if you Google show enough, S-H-O space N-U-F-F, this guy was the villain in a, like, martial arts movie. Oh, him. Movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen, oh, I've seen yeah. the clips. Yeah, Shonuff. he rules. Yeah, yes. he's awesome. Yeah, I've, he's seen got this, the glow. I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great pick. Just His because, character is awesome. Just because if I get the celebrity poll, then... I'm gonna do what I need to do to make that figure happen. Show enough, like and it. I'll dress it's in toyetic. A, is he? I'll dress in a matching outfit. Your me WF? Is he joining the the heel faction? Did you just? No. Oh well, you should you should request it. I I, I would. That guy's awesome. <laughs> Show enough is the man. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. No, that man. I, that that triggered some memories too. Like I have not seen this movie since I was. A it's kid. a long time. Yeah. But seeing all of that, like, yeah, man, I'm gonna have to rewatch this now. I've been meaning to because he's, he's been doing a lot of conventions. So crazy! Oh, really? That's yep. awesome. Uh, I forget the actor's name, but the the gentleman who plays Bruce Leroy, he uh, he's been doing so many cons lately, and I'm like, 
I gotta watch this movie again. That's <laughs> it's cool. it's more ridiculous now than ever. I and imagine. it's amazing. You gotta. I'm doing it. So I believe it's on you, sir. Well, I'm trying. I wanted to try and stay within the parameters of like Mattel, um, but it's Elite hard. Is any form of like listen, Joseph elites, Billy? You can't you, change the you question. Didn't, you didn't. You didn't do anything remotely close to Mattel. What are you talking about? You didn't NECA, back which is Back to the NECA. Future. I didn't. No. No, I didn't. <laughs> listen, listen. Me, me, and Mad Dog. We got, we got the. Elite there, deal, okay? Oh, okay? I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> you're get sued, pal. You're get <laughs> elbow dropped on your face. Keep it up. Um, um, I'm trying to think of Mattel properties. I'm not oh, going. All right, I, I, I got it. I got it. it like I got it. Um, yeah, don't do it like that. Oh, yeah, come on. All right. Just, all right. No, I was going to be said, like, I want, I want to be any overly articulated figure. I want to be teamed up with Margot Robbie Barbie. And Jake can be with Ken, Ryan Gosling. No, I can be the Corvette and drive you guys around. Oh my gosh! Um, all right, so I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Justice League for mm-hmm. mine. So I want to be teamed up with Batman. Um, it would be Ben Affleck Batman. I'm going Snyder Snyderverse. Yeah, uh, which you gonna do Nightmare or are you gonna do Armored? Uh, I'm going the way he looked in Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. Um, oh, the, oh, okay. Just the, the standard suit. The standard you know what? That might suit. be that might be a movie that I like that people all hate on. Yeah, I like Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. I, and I, you know, I know it. There's an air cut out there of it and everything, but I did enjoy it as it was um, yeah. as well. I, you know, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn's great. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm picking. Um, Justice League. I'm gonna be paired with Ben Affleck Batman. Jake can be with Superman. Billy can be with. Aquaman, and you could be with. You want to be with Wonder Woman, the Flash, or Cyborg, or the bad guy, because you're in the I'll, heel faction. I'll go bad guy. Go bad guy. So we'll put you with um, Dark Side. Yeah, we'll give put you a cool Dark Side because I don't know if they did. They release a Dark Side. They did. Well, McFarlane did. No, yes. we should yeah. put him with Lex Luthor. You could do that. Ooh, the bald. We should. The bald. I support Luthor. that entirely. That's actually a. That's 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 perfect. You welcome. Um, but specifically only no. It's got to be Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which I liked. I liked. too. Oh yep. yeah. I like. Um. So I guess I was I was trying to think of of what works best and yeah. Uh, I I gotta go with me as a zombie, but then who do I get paired up with? Oh, I, and I know. think you do. Woody Harrelson. Zombie ah, that's funny. that's a good one. That's I do one. like that, but I was gonna say, <laughs> or or from we Evil stick Dead. with the same actor I had just had. Yes, the Eisenberg. Yes, the Eisenberg. What character was he? He the was the character. main character. No, 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 no. I know the name. Come on, um, Twinkie. No, no, it was uh, uh, so there's Wichita? Little Rock. There's Wichita. Oh yeah. Tallahassee, and which one was he? Um, hold on, I'm looking it up. Zombie Land. Jesse Eisenberg played Columbus. Columbus. Jeez. Tallahassee was Woody. Wichita yeah. was Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin was Little Rock. Yep. I like I like the Tallahassee as well. That's pretty. Fun. He comes with his banjo and Twinkies. his GD Twinkie, and <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. I like that yeah. was a, that was a fun question. Um. I like it a lot. No, well, that's that's it. 
Uh, Tony, thank you so much for hanging yeah, out man. with thank us. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. Yep. It was, uh, again, good good to learn so much about you. And, and I, I hope, uh, you know, people take, you know, some of your, your words of advice in, in certain things. Um, you know, I think you gave uh, interesting perspectives on how to, you know, just, just look at things in life. So Yeah, definitely. Um, that will conclude the show. MWO sucks. Thank you Ooh. very much. Husvar, please take us out. Tony Shade sucks. Play my fucking music. I got Galoob, a Hasbro Dusty. I got the merch that drives the marks while the ring-worn gear, they want to wear it. H-A-R-D, just like Blue Chew. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. Claim all the figs. Claim all the merch. Like Super Gabby. You already know the Michael Jordan. And Scotty Pippen. With Phil Jackson. Always scratching that itch. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. I'm just a major mark, major mark. I'm not a toy boy, toy boy. Hey, all you major marks, claim all that merchandise. <laughs> <laughs>